1: Hello and welcome to Demystifying Money. I'm your host, Misty Lynch, and today I'm going to talk with Julie Hudson about food and our health and why health is a financial issue. So I think it's very clear. I've worked with a lot of clients on their spending and also about some of their concerns for the future. And a lot of them will tell me that one of the biggest areas they're spending money on is food, especially with the current economy when the prices are increasing for the things that we bought every day or every week. Um, but now it's starting to cost us more. And also when I talk with them about what they're concerned about for the future, often they'll talk about healthcare costs and how they're going to afford that. And so I thought it would be great to bring Julie on to talk about how we can start to use food and, you know, our we're focusing on our health in a way that, yes, may seem like it is costing us money now but how that could potentially prevent us from having more expensive healthcare costs down the road she's a plant-based certified holistic health coach but she does help people whether they eat you know a non-vegan diet she has some great tips about other ways that we can start to shift our focus on our on our physical health and make some improvements and even start to reverse some of the bad habits we may have had in the past, and I know I'm certainly guilty of that, Um, and I think it's interesting to hear how she, you know, got into this role, even having an experience working in the pharmaceutical sales industry, which I think you kind of have a behind-the-scenes look at how much Americans are spending on medications, and so I'm excited to have her speak with us today about ways that we can start to use food as medicine, as fuel, And maybe change our mindset about the expenses and the costs. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Julie Hudson. Welcome to the Demystifying Money podcast, where each week you will hear unforgettable conversations with expert guests about success, money, business, and small steps you can take to elevate your life and wealth. Now here's your host, Misty Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Demystifying Money. We're going to talk today with Julie Hudson about ways that we can reconsider how we use food in our lives and why our health is a huge financial issue. So thank you so much, Julie, for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Misty. I'm so glad to be here. So I know when I talk to people all the time, some of the things that come up the most as far as their budget's concerned is how much they're spending on food. And also one of their biggest concerns for the future is upcoming healthcare costs, or how are they going to be able to manage paying for healthcare um, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road? They might be seeing that with some of their relatives, things like that, where that cost has become so overwhelming that it's a really huge fear of theirs. So. Tell me a little bit about how you help people with their with their health today and maybe why you got into the um, to the health coaching world.
2: Oh, thank you. I'd love to. I'm so passionate about this. Um, I mean, I got into this work because it's just something that I've always been drawn to. I mean, I started studying nutrition when I was very young um, and did both psychology and nutrition in in college and um, then continued on with um, several other um, courses and certifications. Um, But I just feel so passionate that if we take good care of ourselves, if we invest in ourselves, truly invest in ourselves um, now, then we can prevent so many problems in the future. So it really is kind of the classic story of invest now or invest later when it comes to health. Um, And both as far as time and energy, and also as far as money. Mm -hmm. So if someone, you know, decides that they're going to um, take an interest in, in nutrition, for example, although there are other pieces as well, and there's so much control that we have, there's so much power that we have over our own health. And it really saddens me when people aren't aware of that. Because the everyday choices that we make, all of the small choices that we make, they add up, and they create that lifestyle. Lifestyle is really made of many little pieces. It's not just one big thing that clunks down, and that's your lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, simple things like you can start hydrating more so get rid of the sugary drinks and drink real water mm-hmm. um you know adding in a lot of people are afraid of fruit which makes me very sad
1: because- oh that's true though you're right though i have had people say that you know fruit has so much sugar you shouldn't have that especially when they're trying different diets and uh yeah i think that that is somewhat um surprising to me mm-hmm. and also you know Maybe a little bit dangerous as yes, far as thinking of certain things as bad or good. It is. It's really sad. There's a lot of sort of pop diets going mm-hmm. around right now that are
2: very dangerous, that are promoting very high fats, which will clog up your liver and your bloodstream and um, damage your heart, really, all of your organs. And yet, so you're all this fat, and then yet, taking out the fruit, which fruit has more antioxidants than anything else in the world. Fruit literally goes through your body, killing off the free radicals that we all have. It's like slaying, you know, problems as it goes through your body. And people are so worried of the naturally occurring sugar in fruits. And they don't realize it's wrapped up together with all these wonderful phytonutrients that benefit your body, that nurture your body and Yeah. So that's something that um, that's kind of a myth that I love um, getting rid of for people.
1: Um, Yeah. And and I think that it's so it's so interesting because I um, you know, the more that I look at what people are spending on food lately and like so what I noticed um, and did some research that food costs have gone up 13 percent in the past year. And so this is across the board. This is a lot of things, eggs, flour, chicken, fruits and vegetables are up 9% as far as their costs are concerned. So a lot of us are spending a lot of money. But sometimes what I've heard people say is that eating healthy or eating clean is expensive or that it's gonna cost a lot more money. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the places where I think about as far as looking and being really mindful about what you're buying and what you're going to eat and what you're gonna make. I feel like the more we waste, as far as that budget is concerned, is the food that we buy when the good version of ourselves that we hope to be during the Sunday meal prep is replaced by the version of ourselves that wants to order takeout on Thursday, doesn't want to cook what they bought, and then that stuff goes into the garbage. So can you tell me a little bit about how you help people when they're trying to maybe plan what to buy or what to eat or how to eat healthy? Um, in maybe a cost conscious way. What are some of the things that people can do so that they're actually making good use of the food that they buy and maybe making smarter choices at the store? Such, such a great question. Yeah. I mean,
2: so I think you and I do really similar things Mm -hmm. as far as I have my clients write down food journals for me of what they're eating. And you probably have them write down spending journals for you, right? Yeah. And in fact, if we were to take those two and use them together, then we would really find out a lot. Um and we would really find out that it really is a myth that eating healthy is de- is what's eating up their budget. Like you said, I mean that one takeout is going to clean out a huge amount. I mean, if if they're spending, I mean depending on the size of the family, but you're easily spending Fifty to hundred to even more than that on one takeout, yes. right? If you've got a, a good-sized family, mm-hmm. um, and you could have easily made a beautiful, healthy, plant-based meal. So one of one of my things that, that goes really well with what you're doing as well, mm-hmm. as far as um, that that money piece together with the um, the nutrition piece is plant-based meals. Because if you also look at their bill how much are they spending on meat? Meat tends to be, you know, meat and
1: um, and dairy tend to be very expensive. Yeah, they're definitely one of the areas that's going up. I think um, chicken's up almost 20%. And I think that's what most people would say, like, oh, I buy chicken, eggs are up almost 40%. So a lot of the, you know, when I said that fruits and vegetables are up almost 10%, like, Everything else is true. So I think that's what's surprising some people like the things that they do that they normally buy or eat all the time are going up. And also when they do that takeout where they say, okay, we'll just get burgers for the four of us. And that's coming out to be over 50 $60 for four people years and years ago, getting, you know, takeout for your family or fast food wasn't, it was something you would be able to do with a $20 bill and you can't anymore. So I think that those costs are really starting to be eye opening. where I think even focusing on having one plant-based meal or trying to bring that into your diet, even, even just to mix up what you're doing and maybe change those habits can be really helpful. So tell me about some of the ways that plant-based foods can, can benefit us. Yeah,
2: so, um, you know, and if you're if you're thinking about this week's grocery bill, and then you're also thinking about those medical costs um, down the line um, as we continue to get sick, so they're both related. So you're going to save money in both areas mm-hmm. because there's very clear data that um, eating plant-based is going to reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease, of cancer, of type 2 diabetes. Um, pretty much everything. Um, so nearly every every disorder, chronic or acute that you can think of, is benefited from getting rid of the the toxic um, inflammatory effects of of meat and the animal industry. So if you know, you're just going to fill your plates with fresh greens and um, lots of healthier foods. You know. Um, then you're gonna do well in the short term and the long term, which is really nice. Um, yeah. I know it can be a- intimidating for a lot of people though, because if you have your habits, that can be challenging to change those habits.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the most uh, one of the most important things that I want people to remember, especially if they're thinking about their finances or they're thinking about their health, is we love to have this all or none mentality. Like I have to be full-on vegan. In order to this be successful. So that's not who I am. I'm this person where you can Mm -hmm. actually not look at it that way. And we can be both or you know, if I'm somebody who, you know, doesn't cook or I'm somebody who doesn't do this. You know, I think that there's a way for us to think about it, that you don't have to necessarily commit to being this as like part of your, your personality or your lifestyle. But you could just say that I'm a person that wants to eat healthier. I want to make better decisions during each meal. And maybe that's swapping out something. So are there some ways that we could start to say for someone who's intimidated or maybe has this mentality that that's not me. I'm a, you know, I, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of person, you know, what, what are some ways that we can start to um, bring that in? You know, do you have any tips for people that really are feeling like, oh, no, I don't know if this is going to fit me as a whole lifestyle change, but ways to get them to maybe start bringing that into their lives? Absolutely. That's such, such an important point, because a lot of people
2: will hear that word, plant-based or vegetarian or vegan, Mm -hmm. and they start to kind of freeze up and put their defenses up because like you said, they just don't, they just don't identify themselves that way. Um, So it's so important to point out that the first step is just being curious, I think. So if you can just simply be curious and realize that, you know, it's in no way any judgment on previous decisions or, any, you know, it doesn't mean that you've been doing things all wrong. I think sometimes people get a little defensive about it or it, it triggers something in them because um, like you say, they imagine going from here all the way over to there yeah. and that's a little bit alarming. So instead of doing that, how would you just start to be curious, start to learn about it, start to maybe next time you're in a restaurant, look and see if there's something a little bit lighter, a little bit cleaner that you could make that choice that one time. If you feel like it's a good idea for you, or perhaps next time you're in the grocery store, choose um, a vegetable that you've, that you've enjoyed when you're out and say, I'm going to bring this home and I'm going to play with it. It's just one vegetable. I'm going to bring it home and I'm going to play with it and see if I can make something that we like. Um, you know, adding one extra vegetable to a dish you're already eating is a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a concept called crowding out, um, which is a wonderful. Mean? Yeah. So crowding out means instead of thinking about what you're taking out of the meal, you're going to add more good stuff in Mm -hmm. and it'll just naturally end up nudging out the less, the less healthy. I see what you're
1: saying. Yeah. Because there's there's only space for whatever there is in there. So I think that's such a great tip. And I know a lot of us are with our, you know, maybe we want to start to even if, you know, for cooking for one, we might have some control, but also that might be something that is, you know, challenging to do. But I think that there are ways if you said, yeah, just pick out one vegetable in the store or one fruit or something like that and try to figure out a way to eat it or make it. That does not sound difficult or expensive. That just, that sounds okay. And then when you're with the family, I know um, my children are eight and 10. If I was to say, okay, this is what we have, what should we do with it? It's almost like, they're so creative where we're like this is what we eat Mondays this is what we eat Tuesdays where it might be kind of fun to get them to try things and oh, give it absolutely. a shot <laughs> cuz we absolutely. all know they're looking at what we're doing and I know grandparents parents you know it's important for us to um we you know model you know behaviors in certain in certain areas and not kind of see things as being necessarily i know that when i was growing up certain foods were oh we're being so bad or we're being good today we're being bad and i kind of started to have this strange disordered idea of what food was supposed to be instead of just like fuel for your body (laughs) yeah, <laughs> it's like the treat or the reward. So that kind of brings me to my next question. You know, with holidays right around the corner, I know a lot of times it's difficult to be the person that's trying to do better. This is true with it with your budget and your finances, especially if you're the person that maybe can't go out to all the expensive things, or maybe can't shop as lavishly for the gifts that you used to do um, when you're trying to get your finances in order. that could be very difficult. I'm assuming as well, when you're making changes as far as your diet and your health is concerned, that sometimes the people that are closest to you or spending a lot of time with you might be a little bit, I don't want to say unhappy about seeing you change, but they might not be the most excited for it. So that's where sometimes, you know, I feel like people like us can kind of come in and be that cheerleader support system. But what are some of your tips for people who maybe do want to make changes or feel like they haven't stuck or feel like as soon as they get back into this environment, that they go right towards those old habits? Yeah.
2: So, and this is a question when I work with clients one-on-one, this is on their initial intake form is, do, who's supporting you in this? Does your family, yeah. Do your family and friends or spouse, you know, significant other, do they support you in this? Because it's something to actively discuss. Because when you decide you're going to make changes like this, it does sort of throw up alarms in other people. And often they don't have anything to do with you, which is a really good thing to keep in mind, just like with the money, right? Mm-hmm. If you see your best friend suddenly making really smart decisions with her money when she used to go spending it all over the place, just like you, it's that reaction is about you. Oh, should I be more, you know, it. it's almost, is she judging me? Should I be doing that? And it's the same thing with the food. It's, you know, people around you sometimes Um, when they see you making good choices, they get a little bit defensive. So one thing that's really important is to spend some time alone, um, just thinking about your values, thinking about where you want to be, you know, today, a month from now, a year from now, 20 years from now, what is the picture that you create for yourself? And and same with money, right? What is the picture you're creating for yourself? What are your values? And therefore, what are those values asking you to do? And it might be that when you look at the values and you look at your current habits, you decide, well, if this is the life that I'm really striving for and that I'm deciding on for myself and I'm raising my level of respect for myself up here so that this is what I want for myself and I'm gonna take some action on that then you might have to have a little talk with yourself and say okay let's be aware especially if you're walking into that thanksgiving dinner or that christmas eve feast or whatever that's the tradition have a little talk with yourself beforehand if you have a significant other going with you or a best friend or or someone you know include them in the discussion to say like maybe you might need to check on me a couple times tonight but no. And accept that you are going to trigger some other people. You are. You just are. You can't please everyone all the time. It's not possible. So you just have to know what your commitment to yourself is. And then as far as like actual tactics, a really good one, if you're walking into those those key events, is definitely bring your own dish. And it's going to be a break from tradition. So -hmm. if you want to give your mom a heads up or whoever, you know, the... Uh, matriarch or patriarch of the family is, then maybe you talk to them ahead of time and say, "Hey, I've decided to take some control over my health, and I hope that you can support me on this. And I hope that um, you know that it's nothing. You know, I I love you, I I love your cooking, but it's really important to me to put my my health first. And and I've decided I'm going to bring one really healthy dish. I'm going to make plenty for everyone to try, and um, you know, you know that I love you anyway. But I'm going to eat a little bit less." of those foods today.
1: I think that's such a great idea because it's also like, I think the more we communicate, the easier it is for people to understand instead of like, oh, why isn't she eating what she normally does? Like, does she not like it? Is she offending? And, and I think that's such a good way. I've said that for people before too, especially around the holidays, you know, if I, you know, be the person that suggests like, okay, instead of doing like gifts for everybody, how about we just, um you know, all think of something that's low cost, or maybe we do something where it's a max of $5 and it's just something fun. Or maybe we just get together and watch a movie or do something because I'm trying to, you know, manage my finances and my budget, and I I can't do um, the gifts for everybody this year. There are other people that are probably feeling the same way in the room. And so I think that it's okay to be that person. It's kind of embarrassing. Maybe at first, if you've never been one to talk about it, but I think opening up that conversation, like you said, even with the host to say, I'm going to bring a healthy, or maybe you're bringing a vegan dish and they, and you want to share it with people and people can try it. Um, maybe they'll like it, maybe they won't try it and that's okay. But I think that's such a good idea just to kind of open up the conversation for people to say, you know what? Yes, I am doing this and this is, you know, you don't need to make this mean anything about you. This is something that I'm doing for myself, and um, and hopefully most people, um, who especially the ones that love you, will respect that if you're trying to, you know, if you explain why. And that's something I saw. And there was a study, and I think it was done in the '70s, um, where people were cutting people in line at the office in, for using the copy machine. And some people would just say, "Can I get ahead of you?" And some people would say yes, and some people would say no. But like 90% of the time, if you gave a reason why, people would be like, "Oh yeah, go ahead." Like, Oh, I have to be somewhere. I have to pick up my child. Can I go ahead of you? And it's just funny how, when we have a reason why, or we understand where someone's coming from, we're much more likely to feel good about helping them or actually want to help them. So I think it's a really good idea to just bring some things, see, you know, tell somebody ahead of time what you're doing. And then, um, Yeah, bring enough to share with everyone. I do think if you just bring your own meal and keep it to yourself, that that might feel awkward and be a little strange. So having something to share, I think, is such a good idea. And then you could fill your plate with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you definitely could just bring it for
1: yourself if you wanted to. But by
2: by bringing enough for others and not caring whether they try it or not, Mm -hmm. um, then it's it's just a little bit more that you know you're including everyone in it. And and but sometimes people when they first start on a healthy track, they might feel the need to try to convince everyone else (laughs) to do it. So I would, I would warn you to, it's okay to be excited about what you're doing. But um, Thanksgiving dinner might not be the right time to convince everyone that they have to jump on your bandwagon. And, and, you know, I can say this from, from experience, because I grew up in a household of um, people, I mean, we, we grew up eating all the regular All the traditional foods. My parents were very, very traditional. Um, You know, meat is on every plate. And um, you know, when I was young and super excited about it, there there definitely wasn't a lot of. um, You're just making problems for yourself if you if you think you're going to convince everyone. So by just being positive and happy and saying I'm taking care of myself, I'd love for you to join or not. Mm -hmm. You know, enjoy and let everyone enjoy their stuff without seeming. Um, you know, that you're upset by it. It's going to yeah. be great. And you you very well may inspire others. Usually it works that way that you do mm-hmm. inspire others when you're not trying.
1: Yeah, I think that that's, that's certain. And it's definitely the same with finances, too, because there's a lot of people that are secretly stressed about their finances. Um, you know, and I saw, you know, I saw another study that said, you know, that 42% of Americans put on more weight during the pandemic than they'd wanted too.
2: Absolutely. And I'm surprised I, it's that low.
1: <laughs> I think that is more weight than they wanted to. And that's who's reported it. I'm sure there's probably <laughs> depending on it. But almost 90% of people had more financial stress. So I feel like we're in a very stressed out timeframe for okay. for a lot of people across the board. And so I wanted to ask you about some of the ways that improving, you know, maybe your health um you know mindset or your health can help us cope with some of the stress that we might be dealing with that we might be instead of having a you know some healthy stress relieving tips you know we might be looking to food or maybe even overspending to help us with the stress
2: yeah absolutely um i don't know that anyone can say that they're stress-free um we, we try. I have so many habits in place to try to support me in being stress free. And, and when I work with clients, that's always a huge part of it. Um, but it's very challenging. I, I think the first thing would be not to have expectations on yourself that you won't ever be stress free because it's kind of part of the human condition, unfortunately, in our very fast paced world. And so, really, it's a matter of just making sure that you're prioritizing yourself to put as many things in place as you can. Um, you know, when I first started with my coaching business, it really, the nutrition was the biggest part. And it still is absolutely huge because you do want to, like you said, fuel your body with the right things. It gives you such an advantage in every possible way. But over time, I have found that the emotional component, if you don't have that emotional component in place and you're eating the right things but you still got everything else off mm-hmm. you're still going to end up in a bad place um so you know i have a a phrase that i that i use a lot which is called love yourself healthy just meaning that you really have to do that inner work to um change that dialogue in our heads where we judge ourselves mm-hmm. and we you know you've got your list of what you're supposed to do and you did most of it, but you didn't get everything done. And then you're beating yourself up at the end of the night. Like it's just, it's just too common that we're too hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think just, just starting to be kind of conscious of that and, um, forgiving yourself for whatever you think, um, you're doing wrong and accepting that, um, error is part of the human condition. Mm -hmm. And um, failure is part of the human condition. Um, If you've never failed at anything, then you haven't tried it enough.
1: That's true. (laughs) You know,
2: you're not you're not putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And just so create some habits. So, you know, all of these habits aren't, aren't well suited to everyone. But for instance, if you have the opportunity, depending on your situation at home, first thing in the morning, when you wake up, from sleep, if you can, consciously take a moment before you jump up and run for whatever to, you know, be be having some positive thoughts in your head, be thinking, visualizing your day, um, be visualizing things going well, perhaps mantra. Some people really like mantras, things like, everything's going well for me, things are really working out, um, and lots more, you know, specific things. Um, so trying to start off on the right foot really can be helpful. Um, meditation. Meditation is something that um, a lot of people are kind of, um, I don't know if threatened by it is the right word, but they're a little bit confused yeah, by it or put off by it maybe. Um, and that's because they see it as just sort of sitting there and not getting anything done. And we have to value ourselves when we're not, getting something done because meditation really what it does as it is as it's best is quiet those critical thoughts that tend to float in mm-hmm. you know we just can't keep them all away if we're if we're having a busy day they they float in and they float out and hopefully you do a pretty good job of staying positive mm-hmm. but the meditation really serves to consciously be aware of what's coming in and then push it away gently and you know, gently keep pushing it away and it's, it just a few minutes a day helps, but definitely finding an exercise that's appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, more is not always better. Harder is not always better. You know, um, listening to your intuition, valuing your intuition, um, trusting yourself um, when something feels right or doesn't feel right, having boundaries, mm-hmm. right? That's something especially as mothers we, and working mothers, we really, really have to have boundaries because everyone will keep
1: taking if you don't, if you don't shut it down. Um, and you're yeah. not clear. No, that's very true. And I think like, like, and a lot of times the, the healthy habits or the things we're trying to do, we're not going to want to do them like we might But what I tend to do, even with exercising, like I, you know, I put on my calendar because when you're not like when you're your own boss, you kind of your calendar is what it is. And so just like any other meeting, I had a meeting on my calendar to exercise this morning. I don't want to do it. But it was there and I decided beforehand that it was gonna get done. And you're right with the boundaries because I was exercising while my kids were awake and before they went to school. And they understand that that is actually the time that I need to be doing what I'm doing. They can hang around, they can watch, they can join or whatever. But um, I have to at least demonstrate that I won't put myself necessarily last and that I'll do the things that I say I'm going to do. And so I feel like if I just feel like I am a person who does what they say they're going to do, I feel like I'll be more successful than most people just because of that decision, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not to always be like, okay, well, I don't really feel like it either. So let's go, you know, watch some shows together or do something else. And so I think it is really important, like you said, to kind of find that time, even if it's a couple minutes, because again, with that all or none, we think like, oh, well, if I can't run five miles, what's the point? And it's like, well, what if you can go for a 10 minute walk? Can you fit that into your day? You know, what if, you know, maybe you can't, you know, bring in or invest $10,000, but could you put 25 away Mm -hmm. and and start there? And I think that getting started slowly or just having those habits and building on them is so important. And sometimes it might feel like it's not enough, but I think that's really our sneaky brain trying to get us to stay exactly the way we are (laughs) because it doesn't necessarily want us to be happier or richer or healthier. It wants us to survive. And so if that means doing the same thing you did yesterday, then it's going to do that because you stayed alive and it worked so that's why some of those unhealthy relationships and habits were like well we're stay there just because it's just the way that we're wired so i think starting to to make changes is really important and one area that i wanted to talk about especially with with the financial considerations around your health is um the pharmaceutical industry so the average american i saw spends thirteen hundred dollars per person per year on prescription drugs. So that's the average American. So that's like all of us. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so some of us may spend much more, some of us might spend a lot less, but that's the highest, that's higher than anywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know that you spent a little time in the pharmaceutical industry, and I do have some clients that are working in that industry. And I do understand that there are so many things that are going on that are making progress for us and that are helping people. But I do also know that I want to not have to take any more than I need to. Um, currently, I don't take any. And um, I'm just curious your thoughts on on those chronic conditions or those illnesses that may trigger later from the habits that we have now. What are some of the ways that we can either start to um, maybe reverse some of the things that we've done, or even maybe improve or try to get off of those medications if we're on them, if we're looking at trying to improve our health and our finances in the future.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. I I worked in in the pharma industry for quite some time, and um, it was sad for me, quite frankly, because um, the way that it's set up, Um, it's really, the industry is really designed to keep you taking those medications every month. They want them on autofill and, um, with a few exceptions, Mm -hmm. um, most of the medications are purposefully, the industry is looking for chronic diseases, more medications for chronic diseases, because that means they want you to take it forever and they, they get their paycheck forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't want you to know that you can prevent and reverse most of those conditions, mm-hmm. um, obviously, depending on the individual, how severe it is and and, and such. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and, and you say in the US, I, the US is, is critically important to pharma, they charge us much more than anywhere else in the world. I was in one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world and whenever there were problems they would say you know if and they exist in in every country in the world and they said if we lose the US the whole company goes down because they know they get all their money from us because most other countries are set up in such a way that they're they have more of a concern for the patient versus the company um and the US the dollar is more important in many cases um, than the health of the U.S., um, than the health of our people. Uh, that's my opinion. Um, it's also obvious by the nutrition guidelines that the, that the government puts out um, because the nutrition guidelines clearly are not reflective of the data of what helps us. Um, so it's heavily influenced by industry, the dairy industry, the meat, the mm-hmm. meat industry. Um, there are people on those boards who have said that they refuse to look at the data because if they looked at the data, they would have to change mm-hmm. their recommendations, literally. Yeah. And they don't want to change the recommendations because they're getting too much, too many kickbacks from the lobbyists. And pharmaceuticals are one of the biggest lobbyists. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, those those medications are meant to mostly manage symptoms or sometimes manage real numbers like, um, cholesterol or, or, or type two diabetes and those sorts of things, but there's a huge price to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes you're damaging your liver by taking them. Um, nearly all of them go through the P450 system in the, in the liver, um, and some in, in other, um, in other pathways or other, um, met, uh, metabolism, um, pathways. So it's, it's really unfortunate. I want people to know that you have a lot of control. Mm-hmm. You are empowered to choose your health and to choose your health in the future by the choices that you're making right now. Um, so there's very clear data that if you're going to eat mostly plants, um, mm-hmm. and you're going to eat, um, very little sugar, very little animal products, um, you know, Alcohol and coffee are not good for us. Um, We know that these things are deleterious, uh, have deleterious effects on our health. And I think a lot of people get intimidated because, like we were saying before, they think it's an all or nothing where Mm -hmm. to jump from here to there seems impossible. So I guess I'll just kind of plug along here, you know, pledge along and, and, you know, I'll just not really look at it. I'll not think about it. And then someday later on, I'll have to deal with it. But in order to avoid that 1300 a year, Mm -hmm. if you would just put a little bit more money into, um, you know, if you put half of that into fresh fruits and vegetables, um, Mm -hmm. you literally are empowering your body to heal itself. Um, You know, if you're aware of the harmful effects, you know, soda, for example, if anyone still drinks I don't know if people still drink soda, but, um, you know, just replace that with water and maybe it's slowly over Mm -hmm. time. But, um, there's just, I mean, I'm, I'm in my late forties and I had a, um, checkup the other day and literally nothing, every single thing is in good health. I have never, I don't take any pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I took some antibiotics once when I was a kid, but, um, you know, and it's literally just because of lifestyle, you can, you can reverse diseases. You can prevent diseases. You just have to take care of yourself. And if you make a commitment to, you know, learning and educating yourself one piece at a time, then you can get there. What's tricky though, is that there's a lot of misinformation. If people are just trying to figure it out based on, um, little pop ups on the news or the quasi news, yeah. um, you know, they'll see things like keto, which is terrible for you, or, you know, all, all those sorts of things. And they get very, it's very confusing. It's very unfortunate that there's such confusing information out there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's the same with money, too. There's a lot of people who are promoting things on TikTok, people who are not, you know, trained or, or you know, necessarily, Um, You know, I even saw recently that, you know, Kim Kardashian was fined by the SEC for promoting, you know, for not disclosing how much she was paid to promote um, cryptocurrency. And so I do think that there are some people out there that are, you know, telling you what you should be and shouldn't be doing. And it's hard to know exactly who who you can trust or who to rely on. So I think that that's one of the things that both of us, you know, becoming certified in our industries, it, it is helpful if you are speaking with somebody to know, like, what type of education and training they have and how they keep up with it, because I think that there are, um, there are so many voices and competing, you know, things on the news for our attention. And so it's really important and it's really personalized. Do you have any situations or any things that you could share where you have seen somebody with a specific ailment or, or illness make progress to reverse it using some of the the health tips that you teach? Oh, absolutely. All the time. Um. So
2: I um had someone recently who came to me and she her doctor wanted to put her on statins mm-hmm. to turn around cholesterol. Um and she said I I'm not going to do that. Um I'm too young, I'm too healthy. That's just not my style. Can you help me? And so we turned around her numbers um so that she doesn't have to take that medication. Really many patients um all sorts of part issues. I, a lot of people come to me. It's one of the top things that people come to me on usually middle-aged people in their forties, fifties, sixties that get new diagnoses where their doctor wants to put them on a medication. And they say, no, I know I can do it with Mm -hmm. your support. Um, so cholesterol, um, type type two diabetes, um, heart issues, Mm um, uh, acne, anxiety, you know, so emotional issues, skin issues, um, gout, just all kinds of really almost anything can be Mm. can be fixed naturally, holistically, if you're willing to put the time and energy in it. And it's something that you really want and believe in. And it's just a matter of deciding that you're worth it, mm-hmm. you know, and deciding that you're going to look it in the eye and deal with it and be aware and be brave enough to make changes um, and to be brave enough to say, to stick by your changes and say, this is the new me. I, I think I wasn't paying enough attention. A lot of us, you know, with kids and with jobs, we get so busy giving to everyone else all the time. Um, so I have a lot of overachievers end up, um, coming to me for coaching because they're just they're working these crazy hours and they've spent too long aligning their self-worth with their net worth yeah. and I'm sure you see that and you know it takes it takes some work to to undo that and let them love themselves love the other parts of themselves that are that are worth caring for and saying you know I'm going to Find a way to slow down. I'm a find a way to connect with nature. That that's just so healing and transformational. And I'm going to um, choose some different foods. I do a a Whole Foods tour with people.
1: people oh, really? There. Okay, tell me about that.
2: Yeah. So if if I know what we want to change or correct or improve, then. Um, you know, I'll create a list of, of the foods that would most nourish them and bring them back into alignment um, from whatever has gone wrong. And then we'll go to Whole Foods. And um, I'll show them all of the, the foods that they could use and ideas on how to use them and just introduce them to all these new things. So in other words, you know, we talked a little bit before about crowding out and not just, I don't
1: want to just say like, oh, you can't have any of your favorite things anymore and just walk away. Right, yeah, no, no mm-hmm. one wants to hear that. You can't spend anymore. you can't have any more fun. And I think that's oh. what some people assume that they're going to hear when they work with a professional to kind of start making some changes in their lives. And I think a lot of times it's the opposite. It's yeah. what, okay, what do you care about the most? You know, like if I said to you, okay, Julie, I'm going to go to Thanksgiving, but I'm going to have a little bit of my aunt's macaroni and cheese, but the rest of the plate we could figure out what should I do with it? You, you might say, something. okay do this with the rest. And it's the same, you know, with a lot where we're afraid of what we're going to have to give up. We're not thinking about what we're going to get. Definitely,
2: definitely. It's so it's, it's really amazing. The similarities, because when you're working with people with money, they don't want to say, well, I don't ever want to have any fun. And I don't want to ever go out ever in my life and never get to, you know, I'll never buy new shoes ever again. Right. It's not that it's just, we're going to make decisions where we've really given it some thought and decided that that item's worth it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's the same with food. One thing that I would say is maybe different about working with me versus some, some other health coaches around food is that um, some people, you might've heard the, the um, phrase, everything in moderation. Mm -hmm. So um, I try to move them towards understanding the properties of various different foods. So it may be that certain items are so harmful, especially Mm -hmm. to this client's particular um, disorder or disease or symptoms that we may want to phase that item out. So it doesn't mean it has to come out right away, Mm -hmm. but it may be making it clear that certain items really are going to hold you back from healing. So that concept that everything in moderation kind of suggests that it's okay. You know, like,
1: should we have cocaine and heroin in moderation? Maybe not, right? <laughs> So- <laughs> yeah, no. And I think that's so true, because I like that. And I think I've heard everything in moderation kind of as a way to like justify whatever we do. And, yeah. so you know, there's certain things, even when I look at finances that like in moderation, late fees, no, they're never good. They're always right. a waste of your money. And we need to get rid of them and figure out how to get around it. Where yes, maybe sometimes we are going to show up uh, for shoes, or maybe we're going to get something that just it makes us feel good and has no other purpose aside from that. And that's okay. But you're right, there are some things that maybe they're doing more harm or they are, you know, just a pattern that needs to start to be broken. And I think yeah. it's really smart to kind of look at it that way and look at the person and what they need and what will help them the most and try to figure out basically how to back into, you know, getting them to to have success. So I love that you take people shopping and actually will show them what they need to do because yeah. we might feel lost. And that is just a helpful way to like tactically, make like accomplish something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Without feeling like so overwhelmed and intimidated because that is the worst. That is just a feeling that will hold you back and kind of keep you the way you are. So, um, what are some other things? So say somebody like, aside from bad news from a doctor, what motivates people? you know, what, what are you here when people reach out to you? Is it usually like something really terrible happened? I know most people don't reach out to me on a great day and just say, Hey, (laughs) I just think I want to look at my finances a little closer. Usually there's something that happens, but I wonder if like, I'd love it if more people just felt like this was a form of self care, the same way going to get a massage is.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I no, they definitely do sometimes. Um, most of my, a lot of my, I don't know if it's most anymore, but a lot of my business is still referrals. So when people have had that really breakthrough story where they, they are telling everyone, they're like, you can't, believe, you know, all of a sudden you see this person later and you're like, I can't believe, you know, all that happened for this person. So sometimes they do come to me um, mm-hmm. for the larger, you know, issue, but they also will come to me if they know, so things that are not as dire, like, losing weight, um, getting, clearing up their skin, um, you know, getting, just learning. So sometimes um, a mother maybe wants to learn how to take care of her family. She thinks she can't cook. One of my, um, I'm working on a couple of books and and it's really important to me to help people understand that um, everyone can cook. And so I I get a little bit sad when people say they can't, you can, you just need to be brave enough to try. It's back to that. Like you, if you haven't had any failure, then you haven't tried, you just Mm -hmm. need to be brave enough to keep trying and keep experimenting. And um, so maybe she wants to learn um, how to nourish the family with things that they like to eat. And um, a lot of, a lot of sort of middle-aged, you know, sometimes people have been through a divorce and Mm -hmm. they want to, it's a time for them to invest in themselves again. So, you know, I, I help with health, but I also help with, the mindset piece. And sometimes they come for one, sometimes they come for the other. Usually they get a little combination of both. So, you know, at any time in life where you've decided you're just going to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. um, maybe you're an entrepreneur and you've just been doing this for long enough that you're starting to get burnt out and you're realizing, okay, I need to take, I need to step back for a minute and figure out how to take care of myself because I can't maintain all this anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. So there's a lot of different situations. And I work with corporate clients and do speaking and um, have some retreats on the horizon and and, and courses. And, um, you know, there's many different ways. But um, I think.
1: I think any there's really no bad reason to (laughs) to
2: come and invest in yourself. I
1: think that's so true. And I've had people say, you know, I have people that'll ask me, like, I want to, you know, um, I wanna spend more money on food or I wanna get a nutrition coach or I wanna buy a new piece of equipment or join a a gym. And they're assuming I'm gonna say no, and usually I, I Usually I'll say yes. I think that if you're going to join a gym and not go and just donate to them, you might as well give your money to charity instead. However, if you feel like that is something you're going to do and you want to make some healthy decisions for your life, I don't think that money is any good if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it. There is no point in my life where I would like to have a huge pile of money, but like my brain or my body isn't functioning anymore it just does i don't see the point so i think that's the biggest investment you can make is into your body your brain and you know and also your time so if so, if talking with someone you know like a coach can help you get somewhere faster mm-hmm. instead of trying to reinvent the wheel or do all the research or figuring it out on your own sometimes even just getting that time back so you can start has a huge value that it's hard to put a dollar amount on but i do think that it's so important especially if it's now's the time to make a change that I think investing in some somebody who can help you get there faster is always a good idea. You know, I think usually, and if it's something that if it's something that you need, you'll always find room for it in your budget. It's just true. It's just the way we always are. If it's a must do. And I think taking care of your health for a lot of people, even if it's because of aging, even if it's because of your skin or if it's because of how you're fitting in your clothes or just your general mood based on like how your habits have kind of, you know, maybe changed, you know, for the worse. getting those back in line is so important. So Julie, I'd love to know how people can find you. I know you said you had some retreats and some different things coming up. How can people follow you and find you if they'd like to learn more?
2: Yeah. So um juliehudson.com is a great place to start, to just jump over there and learn a little bit more about me. Um, and you can see various um, ways to work with me over there. Um, and, I think, um, you know, like you said, so many people are working with you to make a beautiful plan for retirement Mm -hmm. financially, but what is the point if you're not going to be having a, a a really great quality of life Mm -hmm. to enjoy it? You know, what's the point if you're trying to put your head in the sand and pretend that your health won't catch up with you? Um, I think it takes so much bravery though, to say, I'm going to change these habits, um, so I just give huge kudos to anyone who's listening right now and thinking, you know what, I deserve to take care of myself, and um, I deserve to live out all of my years starting now um, in a place of more empowerment over my own health. Um, and in doing so, you know, there's going to be a bit of a ripple effect towards mm-hmm. some people around you, and others might be threatened. But either way, it's it's all positive, and we we have to take take um, responsibility for ourselves and our own um, health and happiness. So I'd be honored to support anyone who's really serious about starting on that journey. So juliehudson.com.
1: Thank you. Yes, everyone, please go follow Julie. She shares some great tips too. Even if you're just listening for a little while to start to get some ideas or some things that you could start to incorporate, I definitely recommend giving her a follow. And it's also, you know, it's really interesting and in exactly what she said about, you know, if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it, there's really no point. So I think it's a great time to start to, to refocus and to take better care of yourself because that will benefit the people around you and the people that you love the most for sure. So thank you so much, Julie, for joining joining me and thank you everyone for listening. Um, I really appreciate it and we'll speak again soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love to see if there's other ways that I could help you with your finances. Please head over to MistyLynch.com to learn more.